0: Welcome, welcome. We are in the fourth and final part of a series we've been calling Filters. We're kind of putting the bow on the top today. We've been in this for three weeks, and I I want to share with you a little bit of kind of a recap of where we've come from. And, and I want to start today with uh, our, our theme verse. You, you should have got some notes when you walked in. Y'all got some notes? Way some notes at me if you got some notes. Come on, somebody. All right, we are a note-taking church. We love taking notes. Really, honestly, I, I love taking notes because maybe the word that you hear today might not be for you today, but how I many you know you might need it tomorrow or the next week or the week after that, and you can always come back to it. And so there's some binders. Everybody's got, everybody's got, got kind of binders. Those are free. They're our gift to you out in the lobby. You can just add ask them for a binder. We'd love to get a binder in your hand, but let's, let's jump into the theme verse today, and then I want to I recap week one through three, and then we're going to jump in real quick to week, t- week four today. So here's the theme verse. It's in uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse 23, and it says this, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having, everybody say these three words, a fresh, untarnished, mental and spiritual attitude. So we've been talking about this idea that if you change your thinking, you'll change your life. What comes into your life, uh, comes in your mind, comes out in your life. And in week one, we'll track back to week one real quick. We go back to week one. Week one, we started with this big idea that your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you don't like the direction that you're headed in right now, you need to ask yourself, what have I been thinking about? What, What you're thinking about is always moving you in the direction that you're going. And so we talked about the idea that if you don't own your thoughts, your thoughts will own you. We, we, we brought out the big air filter and talked about how we, we have a filter as well, that our mind is our filter. God's given us a filter, and we've got to change it regularly. We need a fresh filter every day that God wants to put in our lives. So we talk about how do we identify lies and how do we exchange those. So that was week one. Week two, we, we went into this big idea in week two was that th- your filter impacts the way you see yourself and it impacts the way that you see God. We looked at the story of Gideon and how that worked in his life. We looked at the story of Paul and how it worked in his life. And we talked about this, that your life is gonna be won or lost in your mind. That right now, in your life right now, you're either winning or losing based off of how you're taking control of your mind, So we looked at that, we also talked about this idea in week two that it's not just important that you think good thoughts, you gotta make sure that you pour good thoughts into your life, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're filled, you're, you're meditating on the word of God, and as we do that, that the lies can't stick because we're full of God's truth, we made declarations. How many remember that? We made some declarations of what God speaks over us, and I'm going to tell you, it's so important for you to make declarations every day of what God is doing and what God wants to do in your life. So that was week two, and then we went to week three. Last week was all about this idea of framing, and it's a, it's a, it's a way that you can begin to change your perspective towards situations that happen in your life. So what do I do when there's situations that are out of my control? We talked about you can't control everything that happens, but you can control how you frame it. How many of that was helpful for you just to reframe some things? And we talked about pre framing, meaning that before your day even begins, you're already gonna pre frame it as this God, you, today is your day. I'm gonna rejoice and be glad in it. You're gonna do incredible things today. We're gonna go ahead and pre frame. How many of you know you wake up in the morning and your, your default is to go to negative? Ugh, Monday. You know, it's gonna happen tomorrow. It, you already default. We have 60,000 thoughts that happen in our mind every day, over 60,000 of them. I would, I would bet that those predominantly drift towards negative and towards lies more than they do truth. And so today, we're talking about this idea of not only how do we change the filter, but how do we reframe it? How do we, how do we relook at, at what God's doing? How do we reframe the situation that what looked bad in our life, if we could reframe it in a certain way, maybe God's goodness is in the midst of that. So that was last week. Today, we're talking about something. We're going, This is the biggie. We're talking about something that I think that plagues all of our minds. I know it plagues all of our minds um, because I asked you uh, about it, and, and you told me this is one of the greatest things that you really struggle with, and that is worry. How many of you in here struggle with worry? Just honest, uh, raise your hand. Okay, how many of you did not raise your hand because you're worried about what someone thinks about you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. But I, I, I know we all struggle with worry, and so yesterday, I, uh, we, have a, we have a Facebook group called OSC Jennings eFam. I would love for you to come and jump on with us. And it's kind of a, a group for people within our church. We have our Facebook page for people outside of our church, but really for people inside. And we share a lot of kind of things that are going inside the church. And, and so I use that often to try to poll you and try to find out where you're at. And I've used it a lot in messages. I did it again yesterday. And this was a question that I asked many of you. Okay, to OSC family, quick question. What do you worry about? about the most. And in a matter of four hours, I got 80 comments. Thank you so much, by the way. Helps me when you do comment to these questions. We got 80 comments. Here were the top seven. Number one, family and kids. Out of the 80 responses, 60 of them said kids or family. 60, that's over 75% that you worry about your kids. How many of you put that? You worry about your kids, you worry about your family. Okay, yeah, (laughs) we, we worry about them. Number two, finances. We worry about money. How many know that's a stressor? That's a big one right now. Medical bills, house bills. How are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for college? How are we going to pay for these things? Things that we can't see. I need a raise. I need a new job. I need a job. We got financial situations that that we worry about. Number three, disappointing people. I was actually somewhat surprised by this one. That, that there actually really is a real worry and fear of disappointing the people in your life. Whether that's disappointing your kids because you're not a good enough parent. Or maybe it's, it's not only just disappointing people, but you worry about what people think about you. And so oftentimes you live your life revolved around what other people are thinking about you. And so we, we worry about that. Number four is work. We're worried about our, our job, our occupation. Number five, God's purpose. There's a number of you that actually put that what you're worried about is that I, I worry that I'm not living in God's will. I'm worried that I'm not doing what God called me to do. And that's a worry for people. Number six is health. And then number seven, this was actually one, uh, I, I had someone private message me number seven, which is death. It's a guy who actually works in the medical field, and he said, Hey, I, I, I want to answer your question, I just didn't want to do it publicly. And he sent me this, this message and he says, Listen, I work in the medical field and I see way more deaths than I would care to see. And he said, I'm not actually worried about dying per se and what's going to happen beyond that. I'm cool with that. I know that God, you know, he's with me there. He said, I'm actually worried about the actual process of dying, like the suffering side, because I've seen so many people suffer so bad. He said, actually, I I really worry about that, and I I appreciated his honesty of sharing that. And I I think if we could go around the room, there would be so many more things that we could put on here, uh, of the things that we worry through. And, And we all are worriers in some form or some fashion. But this in our lives is a big deal because what you don't realize is that how you think impacts not only your mental brain, it impacts your body. Like, when you think certain thoughts, There are things, chemicals that are released into your body. When you think good thoughts, there's actually endorphins that are released in your body. There's actually psychologists that say the reason why social media is so addicting is because people like seeing the the likes, and every time they see a like, it's like an endorphin that's released in their body, and they go, I like that, and we crave that, and so we, we go to that. We like it when people say, man, you look good. Look at someone next to you, tell them, you look good, tell them, don't lie, but just tell them, you look, (laughs) so look at the other person, say, you've been losing weight, tell them, you've just been losing weight, it feels good, doesn't it, yeah, keep telling me, all right, you losing hair, no, I'm joking, okay, so, all right, all right, that one didn't feel good, I'm sorry, that was the wrong side, so we, just as much as that feels good and it releases these endorphins in our lives, there's also toxic thoughts that actually release, uh, that release toxic things in our lives as well. And it affects your body. And one of the greatest things that does that is worry. Have you ever heard someone say, this is where you get the term, I have been worrying myself sick. Any of y'all have actually ever done that? You were so worried about something that it affected how you felt? There's a psychologist that did a study and they said that 75% of the illnesses in people's body is related to how they think. Over 75% of people's illnesses. Now, that's not to say there's that, that if you're really sick, you're, you know, that's because you're thinking wrong, but there's a lot that are out there. Over 20% of Americans are on antidepressants right now, taking medication. And let me just say this. I'm not against medication. I think you should take it. I just don't think you should go to it first. I think you should go to God first and see if that really is the issue because maybe he could heal something where you don't have to take medicine anymore. Can I get an amen on that? How many you would like to get some medicine out of your life? If that's possible. Now if you need to take it, take it by all means. But I, I, think, I think we like to medicate issues more than deal with them. And so, and let me show you how this works. When worry starts rising up within us, let me show you, this is, this is not scriptural. This is not just a biblical thing. Like psychologists, secular psychologists and, and medical research proves this. They just prove what the Bible says. And this is, look, here's some of the things. Tensions in the muscles. You ever try to like rub somebody's back and you're like, man, you're so tense. Headaches, trouble breathing, ulcers, depression. These are physical forms of a mental state. Things Toxic thinking produces high blood pressure. It produces upset stomach, <coughs> nauseous, diarrhea. Okay, now I'm going out there. <laughs> about to do a Pepto commercial here. Okay, so sleep deprivation. How many would say this is so true? How many of you said, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night because I was worried, because I was thinking about such and such so much. I couldn't even get some sleep. It, it affects our sleep deprivation. It, it, it lowers our immune system. Watch this. Look at the people who are the most negative, most critical, and most worrisome and track and see do they get sick a lot? Actually, track it, watch. You'll you'll start seeing it's it's a crazy thing it reminds me of a story of, of a guy named ed and bill They were having lunch together and ed sat across from bill. And he said man I got to share something with you. He said I went to the doctor. I've been sick I've been having these ulcers and these migraines constantly He said my doctor said you've been worrying way too much. You got to stop worrying It's literally killing you. He says doc. I don't know what to do. He said you got to hire a professional worrier So what I didn't even know those existed. He said yes, they existed He tells Bill, Bill, listen, I hired a professional warrior." He said, man, my life is totally different now. He's like, my ulcers are gone. My headaches are gone. Bill goes, what in the world? I I mean, how much is a professional warrior?" He said, $100,000. He said, what, $100,000? How do you pay for that? He says, I don't know. I let him worry about that. Come on, somebody. That's funny. I don't care what you, that's, that's funny. All right, so here's, let's go to the notes. I I want you to read this scripture with me. Psalms 139. So here's the prayer for today, okay? I want to, I I, I put this here because I want this to be what we pray through the whole rest of my message, okay? So here's our prayer. This is what David said. The psalmist, he said, God, search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me. Now watch this. Know my what? Know my anxious thoughts god i want you to know my anxious thoughts and now watch this god i want you to point out anything in me that offends you which by the way worry does and i'll show you that in a little bit and lead me along the path of everlasting life come on how many want some more peace and more life in, in in your life give me life i want i want peace i want life i want joy So, God, this is our prayer. Our prayer right now is God, you would search me and you would know my anxious thoughts. Now, now let's let's dive into a little bit of this. Worry usually revolves around three things. Let me show you these three if you want to fill in the blanks. Number one, not getting what you want. Worry revolves around I want to get married, but what if I don't? I want to get into that college, but what if they don't accept me? I want to have kids, but what if we can't have kids? I, I want to have kids, but what if I'm going to have to drive a minivan after I have kids? I'm, come on, that's a real worry. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm driving now? A minivan. <sighs> worry came true. You know, is LSU going to win next week? Okay, so all right. So it's worries that we have, not getting what we want. Let me show you the second one. is getting what you want and losing it. So, So we worry about... Well, man, I'm, I'm glad I got my job, but man, I'm so, what, if, what if I'm not good enough? What, 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 if, what if they don't pay enough? What if, I'm, what if I'm about to get fired? I've just been hearing, hearing everybody talking about, you know, they're making cuts, they're making cuts, they're making cuts. I think I'm, they're going to cut me. They're going to cut me. They're going to cut me. I, I, I want to have kids. I want to I have kids, but, but, but what if something happens to my kids? I mean, how do, how do I protect my kids? I mean, they're about to be, and you know, now, that, now they're old, and now they're grown, and now they have a car, and what am I going to do? And, I don't, and we start fearing losing the thing that we love the most. Well, I don't want to get pregnant, but what if I miscarry? My mom miscarried, my grandma miscarried. What, am I, what if I miscarry? Or maybe I, I, I already had a miscarriage and I don't even want to try again because if I try again, I, maybe it might happen again. These are real deal things that we, we really wrestle through, we struggle through, we, we worry. What, here's, here's one what, what if I go to a life group and then I share something about me and people don't like me anymore? And I worry about what people think about me because what they see on Facebook is actually not who I am in real life because I'm trying to portray that I am one way and that our marriage is one way. But the truth is, it's not really that way. What's going to happen when they really find out that I'm not what they think I am? And then I lose respect or I lose, am I preaching to anybody in here? Okay. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? You just, you worry. What is this going to be like? We're going to have enough money. Number three, getting what you don't want. My mom had cancer, well, am I gonna have cancer? I don't want that, I, those guys are losing their job, am I gonna lose my job? I don't know. And, and we fear and we worry about the thing of what could happen, because we don't want that to happen, and we begin to create this scenario in our life, and it consumes us. But I wanna show you a scripture today that I hopefully will really settle in today. And if you've been raised in church at any time, you've probably heard this scripture before, but I, I wanna show you something. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of what? Everybody say that with me. Spirit of what? Spirit of fear. Now watch this. But of power and of love and a what? And a sound mind. So here's the question. Ready? If God didn't give you fear, who gave it to you? Now let's think about that for a minute. If God didn't give me worry, if God didn't give me fear, if God didn't give me anxiety, God gave me power, love, and a sound mind, then where did this come from? Well, we know we got an enemy who is very good at bringing lies in. He is sabotaging our lives by speaking lies and speaking things into us constantly. And the craziest part of all this, I think, too, is we have now have a generation and a culture that fear is not something that you try to block out of your life, you actually buy it now. (laughs) Like, entertainment has now created fear to be something that you want in your life. So we go watch the movies that bring fear into our life. We are excited for that, not realizing that when fear comes in, it brings all of its cousins and nephews and uncles in too. So you don't just get fear, You get insecurity, and you get worry, and you get anxiety, and you get hate, and you get you get jealousy. You get all these other things that fear doesn't come alone. Fear comes with its partners, and I'm just telling you today: be careful what you open yourself up to, because fear isn't something; it's a spirit. It's a spirit. And God hasn't given us that spirit. He's given us. So if you've got fear in your life, if you now there's healthy fear, and that's a fear of God, and that's a whole other topic, but there's a very ungodly fear, which is what we're really talking about, which is we're afraid, we're worried, we're, that consumes us. And I want to show you a, a passage of scripture, a story actually, in Matthew chapter 8 of Jesus. Now watch what happens, and I want you to see how fear activates them and, and what, the, what it does, and how Jesus addresses it. It says, Jesus got into the boat and he started across the lake with the disciples. And what's that word? And say it again. Suddenly. Say it again. Suddenly. suddenly, 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 a fierce storm struck the lake. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake. Now, many of you, when we read this, we have to always put ourselves into the picture. We got to put ourselves into scripture. And one of the things that you've also got to realize is that all of us in here have had things that have happened in our life suddenly, right? Suddenly, like you got a phone call and suddenly something shifted, something changed, something happened. We've all been in those situations in our life where something suddenly happened. You suddenly found out you were pregnant and you weren't planning on that one, but it suddenly happened suddenly had a tragedy, you suddenly had, someone just said something in passing and it suddenly just hit something within your heart and here we are, the disciples are just cruising with Jesus and suddenly a storm, a fierce storm strikes the lake, waves are breaking into the boat (laughs) and all of us, look at Jesus and Jesus is sleeping. sleeping. Now I wanna speak to some of those that are in this house that you have walked away from the faith because something in your life has happened suddenly And you thought Jesus was sleeping. Because that's a real reality. There are more people, I think, that walk away from the faith because something happened in their life and it felt like God was sleeping while it happened. And we ask the question, God, why are you not responding to this? Where are you in the midst of this? Anybody had some real doubts with God on those things? Okay, God, I love you, but this has happened in my life and I just feel like, you're just not aware. And this is how the, this is how the disciples are feeling right now. Because watch, watch what the next verse says. It says, then Jesus gets into the boat, uh, got into the boat and the disciples went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to what? We're gonna drown. So they thank God, like, Jesus, do you see what's happening here? Like, I'm getting a little wet. And it says, Jesus responds, watch this. Now this is huge though. You might want to underline this and circle this. Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. And the next verse says this. Then he gets up and he rebukes the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. I love that just as much as the enemy can suddenly bring something on you, how many know when Jesus steps onto the scene, he can suddenly do something too? Suddenly, suddenly. And he brings calm. Because so how many know everywhere Jesus goes. He brought calm. Jesus could come into the worst of situations and bring calm. It's what he does. He's a cool guy. It says, the disciples were amazed. Who is this man? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Go back to the next verse for me. I want to show you something. So I want you to see this. I want you to notice something here. When Jesus confronts their fear and their worry, We're going to die. Notice what he doesn't ask them. He doesn't ask them what they're afraid of. He asks them what? Why? That's huge, by the way. Because it it doesn't really matter what it is. It's why. So Jesus says, okay, talk to me, guys. What are you scared of? No, he goes, Why are you afraid? Like, do you not realize that, like, I spoke all this stuff? Like, do you not realize, like, I can walk on this? Like, y'all need to see me? Do you not not realize who's in the boat? Are y'all with me? And, and so I think, I think Jesus is somewhat testing him because it said that Jesus was sleeping. I think, honestly, I, you, you can look in the text however you want to look at it. I, I, I don't know if he was actually sleeping. I think he was like, you know how we are like as parents when your kids want something and you want to act like you're sleeping? You're like, can I have a brownie? Husbands, you know when you're like, you know, you, you, it's, it's the mood and you're like, hey, baby. And she's like. she smiling on the other side. I think that's what Jesus is doing. You know why? Because he's testing their faith. He's testing them. Because he gets up, rebukes the wind, and says, guys, why are you afraid? And here's why they're afraid. You ready? I'm going to fill in some blanks here. The reason that they have fear, the reason that they're afraid, is because what you worry about the most reveals where you trust God the least. What you worry about the most reveals where you trust God the least. These guys just didn't trust Jesus. They forgot who was in the boat. Hey, how many of you know we all do that? We all do that. I mean, we had a whole list of here of all the people, of all the things that we worry about. Why do we worry about them? Because we don't trust God. Like We can just bring it all down to this one matter. Where we worry the most we trust god the least because we want to take things into our own hands i want to show you what the scripture said look what look what isaiah says 26 verse 3 you will keep him in perfect what peace come on how many want some how many want some peace in your life some peace look at somebody next to you tell him peace be with you tell him tell him peace peace be with you all right We're non-denominational here. Look at the other person and say, get you some peace. Change it up a little bit. All right, get you some peace. How many want some of this peace? You're going, peace. Here's how you get that peace. Here's how you get a piece of peace. For all who trust in you, those who trust in you get peace. And all who, now here we go. Here's filters. All who's what? Say it again. Thoughts are what? Are fixed on you. So it could be that the reason why we're lacking peace is because we're looking at the wrong thing. And when you're looking at the wrong thing, you don't get the peace because you got to look at the right thing to get the peace because what your thoughts are, what you're fixed on, what you're focused on, that's what you get more of. You magnify what you think about all the time. You're constantly thinking about worry. Come on, how many know all you get is worry in your life? You're constantly thinking about Jesus. Come on, how many get more Jesus in your life? So this is the, this is the process that God wants to give you peace. He wants to give you peace in your life. And, and, and so I, I want to show you, I, I want to give you a, a illustration here that'll help you out. So this is, this is the worry box. Okay. This is the worry box. And there's so many things that are consumed in our minds that I want you to imagine this is in your life and, and you have a worry box. And, and we are so consumed with so many different things We're you know, we're consumed with, we're worried. Oh, my, sorry, Saya. I apologize. Look at him. He's like, you didn't even know I got this. <laughs> I paid for it. So, all right. <laughs> so, this is the house. This is the house. We worry about our house. The house is in the box. We, we worry about our house. It's something. How many know we also we worried about about money? That's, that sounds like somebody else's bank account right now. So, worry about we worry about money all the time, and so worry goes in the box, and then how many know we're also we're also consumed and worry about our about our health. Constantly consumed and worried about our health. This has been, been our, our world for a lot. We got tons of this in our house right now as well. And uh, how many know we're also consumed and worried about our marriage? And so I, I thought there would be nobody to represent Lindsay and I better. So come on, somebody. So hold her hand, hold her hand, Superman. So how many know we worry about this? We worry, about, we worry about this a lot, we're worried about it, and then, I mean, if you, we, y'all saw the number one thing that y'all were constantly worried about, you're not only just worried about, about your marriage, but you're also worried about your kids, and so, because how many know we're raising superheroes? Come on, somebody. <clears throat> not villains, superheroes, okay? So we worry about our kids, and you know, can they protect themselves, and can they do, and, and all of this stuff goes in the box. I worry about my kids and I worry about my marriage and I'm constantly worried about my finances and I'm constantly worried about my house that's breaking down <laughs> constantly. And, and, and it all goes in the worry box. It all, it all gets put into this, this worry box. And our box is full. And there's so many other things that is filled in yours and mine. But this verse said that <clears throat> God gives perfect peace for those who trust in him and whose thoughts are fixed on who? On him. On, on, on not necessarily the, the box, but on him. So what do we do? Because we all got a box. So how do, how do, how do we deal with this? Glad you're asking. Let me give you three things. Number one, you got to do what I can do. I got to do what I can do. So if you got some health issues, take medication. That's fine. That's something you can do. Let me, let, me, let me even up a little bit better. Eat healthy. <gasps> Pastor Josh, you did not go there. Yes, I did. So maybe you could work out. Maybe you find a good doctor. Those are things you can do. You can do those things. I'm worried about my marriage. I'm worried about my marriage. Oh, I don't know what to do. Have you asked for help? You met with a counselor, met with a pastor, met with a life group leader. Have you met with someone? Like that's what you can do. Oh, I got this test. I don't know. Did you study? <laughs> Did you study? Like, that's something that that you can do. And so, so Paul gives us in Philippians something that we can do too. Let me show you Philippians 4, verse 6. This is what he says. First two words. What? Come on, say it again. Don't worry. Okay. Notice it doesn't say be happy. Okay, y'all, y'all thought that was in Philippians. It's not. It's not. Don't worry about. Oh, that one's hard. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. everything. Don't worry. Pray. Don't worry. Pray. Don't worry. Pray. We're going to change this. Don't worry. I'm going to pray, pray more. I'm going to worry less. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pray about everything. I'm going to tell God what you need, and I'm going to thank him for all that he has done. I'm going to do these things. This is what I'm going to do. This is my part. This is your part. This is your part. This is, I can do what I can do. This is what you can do. When you want to worry, you're going to pray. Because here's how this is. Worry is prayer in reverse. Y'all know that, right? See, because prayer makes God big and your problems small. Worry reverses it, makes your problems big and your God. Y'all tracking with me? Worry is just prayer in reverse. That's all it is. Instead of me talking to God about all my concerns, I'm actually just talking to myself about all my concerns which doesn't help anything, just hurts everything. And verse seven says this, if you will do six, then you will experience God's what? So if I won't worry about it and I'll pray about it, I'll worry less and pray more, then I'm gonna experience the peace of God, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and your, and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so let me just put it this way. Some of you are, are worrying about things you should be praying about. And so, and so it says we should, we should be praying about these things. We should be bringing these things to God. We should, this is the things that God is calling us to do. And, and there is a, a study that's called neurotheology. And this is cool. Theology is the study of God. Neuro is the study of mind. It's actually a study of uh, the relationship between our brain and our belief in God. And they have come in this study to determine that prayer actually changes the chemistry of your brain. Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is an incredible uh, woman and psychologist and researcher of the brain, she, she wrote a book that's called, let me get it here, Switch on Your Brain. And this is what she writes in that book. Watch this. It's been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight week period can change the brain to such an extent that it could be measured on a brain scan. This is what he's saying like that actual squishy thing in your head, like prayer and thinking God's thoughts and bringing these things to God can actually change that thing. Can actually, because you're, 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 your brain is always evolving. And when you're thinking toxic thoughts and when you're think, constantly thinking about negative things about yourself, your brain is evolving around that. But as you pray and you give these things to God, how I many you know God can not only renew your mind, he can change your mind. Because God's words renews your mind, but how many know prayer changes your mind? Literally. According to this, this is, this is actual research that's done, that your brain actually begins to be transformed. And so, okay, I got to do what I can do. I can pray. But then number two, I got to give God what I can't do. And so, and so let, me, let me show you how this works. So we got a different box now. And this is what scripture tells us in 1 Peter. Watch this. Track with me. Give all of your worries, worries and cares. and cares to Facebook. <laughs> right? Cuz we know that's where everybody's worries and cares go. <laughs> I wonder if we would pray first instead of post first, what our life would look like. Tweet that. Watch this. Give all your worries and cares to God for he what, what? He cares about you. So I have people ask me, Pastor Josh, man, I just really don't know how to pray. Man, I don't know what to pray about. I don't know what. Here's what I do. This is what you pray. Whatever you care about, he cares about. Pray about that. Right, what do you mean? Like whatever you're thinking about, just tell God about it. Because if it's on your heart, it's on his heart and maybe it's on your heart and he wants it on his heart instead of it being on your heart so it gets off your heart so your heart works better so it can be on his heart cuz he can deal with it better than you can yeah. because what we need to do is we need to start taking all these things and we say my health you know what <clears throat> here's the thing about my health can i heal myself no. no yep goes in the god box all right all right can can i can i see unforeseen financial circumstances can i see it No, I can't, so I'm not quite sure how that's going to happen, so I'm going to just trust God that God's going to take care of my house, he's going to take care of my things, and come on, how many know finances? How many know God cares about this? Because where your treasure is, there your heart is. God wants your treasure to be his concern, because how many know my prayer is, God, if you can get it to me, you'll get it through me, so God, help me here, can't, can't, let me ask you this: Can you can you protect your kids at all times? Yes or no? No, you try, and we try at a young age, and that's okay. And you know, as they're toddlers, but then they grow up and they become teenagers, uh, and then they grow up and they go to college. And how many know you can't control all that? We love control, don't we? Oh, we love control. We love control. We worry because we lose it. So, guess what? Goes in the God box. Here's the question: Can you change your spouse? Some of, y'all, some of y'all didn't even answer that. Yes, I can. <laughs> How's that going for you? <laughs> I do counseling on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so, right? So, no, you can't change your spouse. So guess what? It goes in the God box. And let's be honest here. We come into a service like this and it's give all your cares and your worries. And you're like, God, just take it all. Take it all. Take it all. And then Monday... And we go, oh, God, no, she's a piece of work. (laughs) And you're not moving fast enough. And God, that bill's coming up really soon. So I'm going to go to the loan office. I got that one too. And and we can just go down the list. And we slowly start taking back the things that we said we were going to give to God. And this happens in our life all the time. And so this verse right here needs to be pinned up all over your house and car, and God, I'm just gonna give all my worries to you, because you care, and by the way, there's a lot more things that he can do better than you. And maybe the reason why he can't work in your life is because it's in your hands and not in his. So we gotta give what God can do, or give God what I can't do. Number three is I got to trust God no matter what. I love this verse. Watch this verse and we're done. Blessed is the man who what? Who trusts in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. Now watch this next verse. And he does not, watch these. He does not fear when heat comes. For it leaves, it, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious, not worried. It's not worried. In the year of what? In the year of drought. For it does not cease to bear fruit. Now follow with me, track with me here. The Bible says that when I worry less, And I trust more when I put my hope, my trust, my faith, my business, my marriage, my kids, my career, my future, my plans, my money. When I give those things to the Lord, I do what I can do, but I put the rest of what only he can do. And I just trust God no matter what, that I am like a tree that is planted in waters. And when the heat comes and the drought comes, I'm still producing fruit. Because God is sustaining me, nothing else is. This is is what makes Christians different than anybody else in the world, that when things get darkest, we get brightest. When things get drought, we blossom. This is how you know you are planted in Christ, is when things, when the heat comes and everybody else would die. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego were up in the fire like, yeah, buddy. And they come out unscathed and they said, who else was in there with you? Oh, the a man by the name of Jesus, because their trust was in the Lord. So here's the big question today. Will you choose trust or worry? Which one are you choosing? Because guess what, you and I get the choice. We get the choice every day we wake up and we choose what we're gonna think about. Am I gonna choose trust, God I just trust you, or am I gonna choose worry? You know, none of my boys wake up in the morning and go, Dad, how are we going to pay the bills? None of them. None of them ask, can we eat? None of them. It's this. What do we got to eat? Right? Right? Because they don't worry about the things that I worry about. You know why they don't? Because they got a daddy who takes care of those worries for them, so they don't have to worry about those things. Do you know you have a heavenly father who takes care of those worries so you don't have to worry about them? (laughs) Praise God for that father. And the only reason you don't trust him, you ready? It's because you don't know him. Because the more you know somebody, the more you trust them. Mama's in here, you let anybody watch your kids? Nope. You know why? You don't trust them. You know why you don't trust them? Because you don't know them. The more you know them, the more you trust them. The more you know God, the more you trust God. Can, can I get somebody in here that agrees with me on this fact that when you know God, you trust God. You know God. You trust God. So you walk out those doors. You look to the left and you look at those posters and it's the first one says, know God. Find freedom. Discover purpose. Make a difference. Know God. The only reason you're full of fear and worry right now is because you just don't know God. You may know God here, but you don't know God here. Because when you get a grasp that you serve a good father who loves you and is working all things out for your good, it don't matter what bills are coming your way or what diagnosis comes your way, you know that you can flourish in the hardest seasons because he's good and he loves you, and he's for you. And so, God, we change our thinking today. Father, right now, I pray for every person in this room. God, Lord, be with them. Speak to them in this moment. If you're here right now, and you're going through something, and you would just be honest, say, man, I've been worried about some things right now. Would you just shoot your hands up? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Come on, hands going up all over the place. Father, I pray right now, right now, right now, God, we switch things right now from the worry box to the God box, we give this to you. We give all of our worries, we give all of our cares, we give them all to you, God. Today, we declare worry, today is your eviction notice. No more, no more. Fear, that spirit has to leave in Jesus' name, no more. I will no longer be dominated by fear, by worry. God, today I trust you, I trust you. Some of you today, You're going to have to just speak that in faith. God, I just trust you. I don't know how it's working out, but I trust you. God, I trust that you're good. God, I pray today, Lord, that you would come and overwhelm your people with your peace that is beyond all comprehension and that it would guard their hearts and minds as they declare today, God, we trust you. But God, we don't want to just say it with our our mouths, God. We declare this with our hearts today. God, help us to trust you. We want to know you. You can put your hands down in this place. If there's any of you that are in this place right now and you don't know God, you know about God, but you don't know God, today you can walk out this place with a relationship with God. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about religion. We're not talking about a church or a pastor or a priest. Nobody can save you but God. God comes. God gets a hold of your heart. God changes your heart. It says It's as simple as ABC. We admit that we're sinners, that apart from Christ, we can do nothing good. We believe that Jesus came. He was the substitute. He stepped into our place. He took our sin. He took our shame. He bore that on the cross. He died for it. He rose again out of the grave. And the Bible says that if we will see, if we'll confess our sins and we will confess that he is Lord, that we will be saved. If you're here in this place and you've never prayed for that to happen in your life, on the count of three, I want you to just shoot your hand up. I want to pray for you today. This is your moment. One, two, three. If that's you all across this room, thank you. Come on, shoot it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Come on now. Awesome. Nine. Awesome, 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 awesome. 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 Now we're gonna all pray this together as a church. Y'all pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to pay for my sin my shame my guilt my failures today I turn from my sins and I turn to you forgive me cleanse me renew my mind give me a new heart thank you for preparing a place for me in heaven giving me a purpose on earth and a relationship with you I worship you From this moment forward, in Jesus' name.